The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. This is, of course, the Gilcast. You also might be listening to this on the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football feed. Um, and we are recording this on Monday morning. Uh, we don't, we don't, uh, of course, love to, to run these on Monday morning, but Sammy was being um, a dad. Nate had, Nate had uh, crap to do. So we uh, were, were recording here on Monday morning. And Sammy, you were, you were tilting all of yesterday. Like you weren't going to make any money, but you had to have made money because you scored more points than me by 0. 0.0 something. And I made money. So you, you, your tilt was for not. No, that is incorrect. Um, I, I don't want to be results oriented. I, I did make money. Yes. But uh, I'm a fish. I, I'm just a stone fish and I'm tilting because of my bad decisions. I feel like possibly I'm just bad at DFS and uh, yeah, I mean, my lineup is ass. Like there's, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. And Nate, you and I played the same team. I swapped at tight end for the late games. Cause I thought that I'm a fish. <laughs> you're, you're a master. Of Davis, Davis, no, I'm pretty, you I'm always, very good. I'm very good with the swap I made. Okay. It's not about the swap that you made. It's about whether or not you needed to swap. You That's have, right. You, you get, I don't know if you're just in chats with tournament people who, who like are building, looking at tournament lineups every time, but like in cash games to think that you needed to swap when you had Godwin left and Arnold left, which is, it, it, it's like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like, it's like two in the afternoon, David's like, David, nay, we need to swap. And I'm like, I'm already winning head to heads. Already well, so, above so the double me- up line. Who do you think is left in these later games? That's going to smash us at ownership like your swap was bad it was it was bad let's go let's go let's go through the let's go through the teams first and then and then let's do it so uh nate and i both played uh jalen hurts deandre swift daryl henderson jr and corderell patterson uh at and then we played chris godwin michael pittman jr t higgins we both played the bills defense and we both played dan arnold at tight end I ended up swapping straight swapping from Dan Arnold at uh, let's see in the massive $50 double up Dan Arnold was owned 48%. Johnny Smith was 0.5%. Um, and then uh, there, there was Sterling a reason Irvin, for that, by the way, Davis, just, just FYI. <laughs> well, Arnold was, well, we'll get it into it in a second. And then Sammy played again. I don't think your team was that bad. You played, 
Carson Wentz, DeAndre Swift, Daryl Henderson Jr., Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, Russell Gage, Dan Arnold, Corderell Patterson, and the Washington football team. The mistake I think you you probably made was playing Russell Gage instead of Van Jefferson when most of the projection systems had Van Jefferson as better. I, I actually, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna side with you, if you locked all the cash game locks, so if you locked Swift, Henderson, Godwin, Arnold, and Patterson and the Washington football team defense on most optimizers, you actually did get the team that you played. You actually did get Russell Gage instead of Van Jefferson. Yeah. And what I ended up getting was a wide receiver three that got count them zero goddamn targets. You you (laughs) just really, it was really incredible. Buddy, you cannot (laughs) have it. You cannot play cash games in the year 2021 and have a receiver that gets zero targets. And the thing that tilts me the hardest is that I had the line. I had T. Higgins and Elijah Mitchell instead of these two dusty Falcons. And I swapped because of the Calvin Ridley news uh, because I felt – I didn't feel that comfortable with Elijah Mitchell because he catches, like, zero passes, Man, right? The, the lineup the lineup that I, – I, I guess I don't know what Nate had, but, Sammy, the lineup that you and I had on – Sunday morning when we woke up, if Ridley just plays and gets like 15 is literally the stone cold nuts. Like literally the, the stone, stone, stone literally cold. the stones. And I played two Falcons, the Falcons. Like, didn't I learn my lesson week one? I got uh, my, my bungus got smashed because the Falcons are so insanely bad. And it's like, did, wasn't I like paying attention? Of course. So I play these two Falcons. They're awful. We got lucky with Cordero Patterson because he's just uh, Mike Davis's backup. Yeah. He, he got a touchdown, but like we ran good with Cordero Patterson. Um, yeah. The, so the team, the team, let's just so people know, and, and so we'll, we'll talk about the Sunday morning stuff, but the team that we had, uh, what well, I assume this is what you had. This is what I had on Sunday morning, which was Jalen Hurts, Elijah Mitchell, Daryl Henderson, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, Cooper Cup, Dan Arnold, Chris Godwin, and the Washington no, football no, no, team. No, no, no. I had, I had. Oh, that Cup. was the team. That was the team. I had. That team, I had, that my, team I had, had my, Cup that I just said. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't have. I didn't. I don't think I had Hurts. I, I didn't have. I didn't have oh. Elijah Mitchell. I had Hurts. That was the team I had. I didn't I had have Hurts. I had Hurts. Washington football. Team. I must have had Chuba over Hubbard, but or uh, Chuba over Mitchell, because I, I don't think I built a build with Mitchell. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Sammy Mitchell, I, Mitchell's Mitchell's not a Nate guy. Yeah, no, Elijah Mitchell's not a Nate guy. But dude, the Russell the Russell Gage thing. Oh, that was. I woke up this morning I, and I, I thought feel, I had a data I feel, problem. I, I, had I thought Russell I had a data Gage problem this week because it looks like Russell Gage didn't play. Didn't I can't play. find a target. I can't find an area. I, I mean, there. It's like he didn't play, and I'm oh, like, he's, a, he's, he's a, in Sammy's he's lineup. Stone, he must have stone ghost. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, I, play, I played with I played with eight players in my DFS lineup. So this was the first. So a couple things. One, this Sunday morning was the first time we've really had a scramble all year. We had the we had the week one semi scramble when uh, the Trey Sermon news, the Trey Sermon thing when he was inactive. Zach I don't. Moss. Uh, yeah. So that was like a semi scramble. Um, you know, when we ended up playing Raheem Mostert, who got, well, uh, Sammy and I played Raheem Mostert, I think if I remember, but the combination of Calvin Ridley being out and Jamal Williams being out basically meant that two things happened. One, Calvin Ridley, who was a cash lock, you know, you can't play a guy who's not playing. So that, that threw the wide receiver position in flux. And then, um, 
Jamal Williams being out gave uh, DeAndre Swift had a 94% snap share in the first half for the Lions. However, after telling you guys last week, this is exactly what I was worried about with DeAndre Swift. He just, he didn't, he, Jamar Jefferson got his fourth quarter touchdown this week, which the is the second uh, I saw Davis's lineup. The second I saw Davis's lineup finally getting on DeAndre Swift, I knew I should have gotten off. Like that was my, if I, if I made one bad mistake this week, it was that I should have gotten off immediately. As soon as Davis was on him, it, it, it was time to jump. I mean, yeah, the DeAndre Swift thing was still a thing, but it was like, I think those three running backs were pretty much not, I didn't have to consider too much. I I had I had Swift before the Jamal Williams news. Yeah, that's how good much. of a play I thought Swift was. Well, I, I mean, you guys know I just hate, I just hate playing DeAndre Swift, especially like, I mean, I think with Jamal Williams out, it was fine, but at this elevated salary, like he, you know, he changed what you had to do with your with your lineup a little bit. Um, I, I guess yeah, we I, should talk about. I guess we should talk about Patterson who. Uh, Sammy was somehow tilting Patterson the entire day, but he led the team in targets. He scored the touchdown. Like, I, I don't, what, Sammy, what, why were you tilting Patterson? He didn't lead the team in targets. Davis got more targets than him. Oh, I guess, I guess uh, I, I forgot. Mike Davis did get two targets on their final drive. That is correct. So that would be why Davis Maddock, because he's literally a timeshare back on the Atlanta Falcons that we paid 6.2 for. Now, don't get me wrong. He was a good play. He was fine. Like the thing that attracted, I think all of us to him as opposed to Elijah Mitchell is that, you know, Mike Davis got four empty carries the last time they played. It looked like Patterson was really overtaking that role because he's clearly way better. Mike Davis is just a complete dust ball. Um, Patterson, by the way, did run more routes than, than Mike Davis. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he, I'm sure he did, but like he got the same number of carries, right? He only got nine carries and five targets. Like that's fine. But like 6.2 for that, that that's not what we bargained for. Right. Well, also um, we were not bargaining for Matt Ryan, basically having his worst game of the season. I mean, we, we should have been, we, we should have been. been because Matt the Ryan Panthers are not good, dude. Dude, Matt Ryan is a tumbleweed, bro. It's over. Yeah, he He's like Ben Roethlisberger Southwest, Southeast, wherever the hell Atlanta is, wherever my. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is crazy. It is crazy that, that Matt Ryan went 20 for 27, 146 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, and took three sacks. Like it, it and, and Kyle Pitts, who I, I think I played up, I'll have to pull up my tournament teams, which were, it's going to be really sad when we get to the tournament what, part. What, what was the quote, Nate? Uh, that Davis said, if you don't play Kyle Pitts, you're not going to make just it. Gonna, you're just yeah, going to you, lose. You're just not going to make it. I, yeah. I, this Atlanta Falcons team. Oh, yeah. The, they're the so, CPAT they're thing we so got lucky bad, with. My Davis, I actually do think the CPAT thing we got lucky with. Mike Davis did oh, run. Scoring did run, the touchdown. Yes. Mike Davis yeah. did run more routes. He only had, like, playing a 6.2K guy on a bad offense who's going to see five targets and nine rushing attempts is like, that, okay, that's but, a way to lose money in DFS yes, long term. Yes, we got lucky this let's, week. Let's at be 6.2. let's be fully transparent about the expectations coming in. Patterson was coming off back to back games of fourteen rushes, nine targets, and five targets. Um, you know he has scored he has scored touchdowns in you know he he leads the Atlanta Falcons in touchdowns. Mike Davis was coming off of his lowest snap share and his lowest touch share of the year. Like let's be let's be very calm rationally level-headed like let's not just tilt the 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 usage of mike davis and Cordell patterson being used equally was more of a surprise 
then like we would have been we would have not been surprised to see like a 70 30 here the 50 50 was actually the surprise given the usage trends it was and 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 just as you playing deandre swift should have been a sign that nate playing c-pat should have been the sign that it was that it was total dust that's right (laughs) it's true we should have we should have thought about that i mean really i'm looking at our lineups and the 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 thing that we did that ended up being bad was just assuming that the Falcons would be competitive or, or perform well on offense, because that just, you know, that that's like a coin flip any given week. And, and they, they sucked. I mean, they, they they had 146 passing yards and they had 82 rushing yards. They were, they had like 230 yards total as a team. Egregious, egregious. And I played two of them, not one, but two in American cash games. I just, I'm, I'm like, this is why I'm tilting. Like, regardless of the result, yeah, I got there. That's great. Um, but, like, I, I think the process is just unforgivable, playing Russell Gage. Unforgivable. Well, and, and this is why, if I'm going to bully you a little bit, the reason why your process is bad is just because you you mentally were weak and just said, I have to play Cooper Cup, even if the teams are not as good with him. That's really, yeah. that's really at the end of the day, the 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 issues of your lineup came down to the fact that Cooper Cup was a fine play, but probably not an optimal play in DraftKings cash. All right, Nate, Nate, I'm going to let you chime in, but, but let me, let me retort real fast. Maybe it was mentally weak. Maybe it was, but sometimes Davis, you have to understand this game is a little bit more of an art. art. It's more of an art. And Cooper Cup is that man. Sometimes a guy just busts the projections every week. He's above median. He's just hyper-efficient. You expect it to regress. It doesn't regress. He's just the goddamn man. And that's Cooper Cup. And may I say that my lineup was just fine before I put these dusty-ass Falcons in. I just have Elijah Mitchell and T. Higgins. It's a complete print fest. Don't don't even get me started on the T. Higgins three yards short. The T. Higgins... Well, T. Higgins also, we got lucky with like a catch that was not a catch if they would have ruled it or if they would have reviewed it, we would have lost like 10 points. Yeah. Um, the 54 yarder. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing about Cooper Cup. So I actually, like, I'll be totally honest, Sammy, it's a little more of a field game sometimes. And yeah. I think you just missed it on this one. So like I built my, like my optimal was legit Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. So and is, I thought so to myself, is, so is the, da- the Daily Roto Optimal had both of them as well. And I thought but to with myself, Carson Wentz. there is no way that they are going to continue to be able to pass the ball at this rate. Like I cannot have three Rams in this lineup at Cooper and, and then have Cooper Cup at 9K. Like I just, I can't, I cannot have this much exposure to a team that literally could be up 28-0 at half. Can I, can and, I tell you why? You know what I did? I did a hard exclude on Cooper Cup for every lineup I spit yeah. out for the rest of the day. And I said, I am taking a stance. I am going to – it's sometimes it's more of a field game, Sammy. That's all I'm saying. Let me just tell you, Nate, your, your whole thesis of, oh, I'm afraid the Rams are going to be up 24 nothing at halftime. Buddy, they were. They could have, by the way, by the way, they could have been up like legitimately 40 to zero at halftime. They get, they, they, they had two fourth downs in the red zone where Stafford threw the ball into the end zone and the ball got knocked away. But like it, they could have been up like it could have been going to be Darrell points. Those are going to yeah. be Henderson yeah. points. Like Henderson buddy, should have buddy, been 35 in this Buddy, uh, I, I know Cooper Cup caught a touchdown, but he was also extremely close to two others. Like you guys ran he got, good. He got, down, he got down to the one and he Stafford missed him when he was open on the other. So, yeah. uh, I, so I will be, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna display my fish brain off to to everyone, which I don't do I don't do all that often. So I did the same thing Nate did, where I ended up excluding Cooper Cup when I was running stuff because our our optimal was uh, had Wentz, Pittman, Cooper Cup, and Van Jefferson as like the court as the way to fit all the running backs in. So I went and looked at Cooper Cup's game logs. Right, I literally went to DraftKings and looked at his game logs, and I I saw the week one game against Chicago where he had he got the hundred yard bonus and he scored a touchdown and he he hit his projection of this week, right? Because we had him projected for like yeah. twenty six, and in week one, that's exactly what he did against Chicago. And I was like, you know what? If Cooper Cup gets a hundred and a touchdown, I'm actually okay. The problem is if he gets another fifty yards and another touchdown, and he didn't get the other fifty yards and the touchdown, because that's that's really what it is. The games where Cooper Cup gets the second touchdown is when he buries you, but the hundred and one at nine thousand does does not bury you. So that's that's where I decided to not do can it. I, can 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 we flip over? So so now that I've taken my L, because I deserve it, man. Can, can we talk about y'all's mental weakness? I know that you ran really 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 bad with Jalen Hurts. I know you did. Like he got scavenged by a bunch of dusty ass running he, backs. He, he didn't get scavenged once. He didn't get scavenged, he scavenged twice. Four. He got scavenged four times by Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. Four times. five yard line. Sammy, there the should five. have been a 30 point delta between our teams. Literally, you should have gotten smashed in this three. Like yeah. there was so many opportunities for Hurts that I'm just like, I was taking And for and for T. And by the way, Pittman, I know the two touchdowns obviously were insanely lucky. But, but he Pittman, literally didn't do anything for like three quarters. Not getting the 100-yard bonus is like shock. I think he got tar- – let's see, how many times did he get targeted? Like a, a, a really absurd amount. Like and by the way, that that back-breaking uh, interception that went through in overtime into triple coverage, you know who he was targeting? Michael Pittman Jr.? So, yeah, so he got, Pittman he got, got a target fi- for that. Yeah. He got, and he, he got left 15 targets. Let's call it 14. <laughs> yeah, I think he had like 150 air yards too. He like led the league and and no, Pitt, points Pittman, this week. Pittman was Pittman a really was a player. stud, and you faded. Yeah, he was Sammy. a really good play. But you guys, you guys, the thing that I did that I think was mentally strong is not pay up at quarterback. I was I was kind of mad that I no, you're you're. Player. I actually I actually think that Wentz was a better play in a vacuum because all the you know so Daily Roto had Wentz. Uh, and, and the Blitz had Darnold as the cheap quarterback play, but the cheap quarterbacks were in all the optimals, right? Like all every site, every site had you know whether it was Matt Ryan, whether it was Sam Darnold, whether it was Wentz. Like a lot of the sites had the cheap quarterback as the right way to build, and we kind of all were like, dude, Jalen Hurts is just going to get there against the Lions, and he got. I, I said in our chat, Jalen Hurts is kind of like Lamar, but without a football brain. Like Jalen Hurts is just out there playing, you know, backyard football, and Lamar is processing things on a higher level. And I didn't. I I said that after he'd been scavenged once. I didn't think it was going to happen three more times. Yeah, you you definitely ran. Really you bad. definitely ran bad. Um, I actually and think Hurts Hurts was a really good play, but I just think the construction of the slate, like you can pay down for Carson Wentz. And you can get Cooper Cup, and if you just don't bone it and put two Falcons in your cash lineup and yeah, stick but with what you had so you, so the, the mentally, I, I I think the mentally weak thing was spending that much of your salary on Cooper Cup and feeling that he was that much better of a play than Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, and, and these other guys. I mean, I, there was I so much Chris Godwin. 
Oh, okay. Well, I, either way, I think for me, actually, I think the mistake was not spending up more at quarterback. When I, when I look back, I think spending 3,100 on the bills instead of just jamming in the Washington defense and 30, figuring 30, out 3,300. So, you know, yeah, you know, whatever I should have, what I should have done is the two V two of getting, getting up to Josh Allen Josh and Allen. down at Washington defense instead I, I of up on it. bills. I didn't, I didn't see it either it until after and I lock. felt I, a couple yeah, of people I flipped that team on me stupid. and I'm like, why am I spending yeah. $3,300 on a freaking defense? It was really bad. It's, it it's really not bad. quite as bad as the 3500 you spent on the Cleveland defense. If you <laughs> that name, but I, I, I don't know why you guys are flipping over these 3.3K. That's, that's why I was so shocked Davis was on my team because I thought insane. for sure. I thought for sure Davis, when I rolled out the teams and I said, guys, I'm getting weird. I'm paying up a defense. Paying no, down that it. was that was like a that was like the blend. So the team that you posted was like the blended optimal team when you combine dr etr and the blitz. That that the team that you put like that was why I had the same team. Got it. I did not think you were going to pay up a defense, and I was like Davis and Sammy are going to well, rip just me because for I I felt defense. that I felt that T and Pittman were locks, and I didn't Their think floor spending was so high. I just didn't think that spending that because the other thing people did was they played Keenan Allen over T. And so, so the two v two was was Washington football defense Keenan Allen over T in the Bills defense, and I was Keenan like, Allen I, I actually think I, scored a touchdown. That was wild. But I, but I thought, I thought the T was straight up like a better play than Keenan Allen. He is was. so good at football, and I'm like tilting my face off at how bad yesterday. Well, was. we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna keep playing him because he's gonna keep not getting there, so his salary is gonna remain low. <laughs> All right, let's let's I'll take I'll I'll take my medicine. So so this was my thought on the swap right i mean one of the things is i love playing for the sweep and this is this is something sammy knows but nate would never nate would never do this but if Johnu smith goes four for 40 and catches a touchdown he beats dan arnold dan arnold was not only the only tight end over 10 percent owned in the massive 50 dollar double up he was the third highest owned player overall dan arnold was and basically my thought was am i really like what what are the odds that Dan Arnold outscores Janu? Probably like three to one. Like he's probably like what, like minus yeah. minus two fifty, minus three hundred, something like that. That that's like a seventy five percent. So you were, you you just thought you were getting pot odds? You were getting laid a hundred to one? Well, well, I was ownership. I was getting laid I was getting laid a good price, right? Because I I just said that. But also, so I'm looking at the massive fifty dollar double up. I have Jalen Hurts with the snowflake at forty three percent. I have DeAndre Swift with the snowflake at 57%. T at 35% with a 13. There are lots of guys in the late games who can beat him and who can make that a bad score. What I was really hoping for was for T to get the bonus on that last drive, and then I was going to swap back. If T, if T had gotten the bonus, I was going to swap Buddy, back. T, T had like two or three drives to get the bonus, and he just never got one. I know. I time. literally, I was sitting, like, so I, I literally had my phone up, with my cash lineup, I, I saved the swap and then I put Dan Arnold in and I was watching the Bengals game. And if T caught a pass, I was going to hit save to move Darnold back in. Uh, Darnold, Sam. What a, what a sweat. Yeah, Dan Arnold. <laughs> and, and he didn't get it. And so it gets to 305 Central Time and I just leave it. Um, and John, who ran a ton of routes, he didn't, he did not get a ton of targets. Um, yeah, because he's their number two tight end. I mean, I mean the so also if I if I can get my hand in the dirt, the the last game the game where Jono got banged up he had five targets and a carry all in the first quarter, 
So I was like, okay, well, I mean, clearly, because clearly the problem with the Patriots offense is they have no explosive players, right? They li- I mean, they have no one who's fast. They've like John, who is John, who is their only guy who you would say is like, Oh, that guy's like an athlete. Um, but, but really it comes down to my team was borderline anyways. I, I, the other thing was I did not feel like Dan Arnold getting 10 and John literally getting zero would bury me, which ended up being, which is like basically what happened and was correct. But the John, the John outscoring Dan Arnold equity was huge because of the snowflakes and because of how owned he was. I just, I just think you overestimate where you need to be at in cash games. That's probably looking. And I think even the fact that you said, I don't think a 10 point Delta would bury me means that you realize that you're not sitting as bad as you thought you were. Like when you look through cash lineups and ownerships, there weren't a lot of guys in those, in those late games. The one thing that I think you could have been fearful of is the Keenan T. If you thought Keenan was just going to smash T and that everybody it's, who it's had not that about build. it's not about Keenan. It's not about Keenan himself smashing T. It's and and also, so really the optimal way for me to have done this would have been to go through all the individual head to heads, right? Yeah. And 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 people who have Hertz and Swift both, I leave it. People who don't have Swift, people who don't have Hertz, I swap it. But because it was so borderline with waiting for T to get the bonus, I just didn't have time. Like I, I it would have, I just would not have had the time. To do so, that. I just so I so. What you also do is you underestimate how stupid people are. In yeah, general. that's actually probably my biggest. I, I I'm not even kidding when I say that's probably my biggest leak. It's a big leak. Swaps. It's a big leak. You're talking to a bunch of sharp people. You know, you're like, you know, in discords and this and that, and you don't realize how dumb the average person is. So when you flip over Chris Godwin in the late games, yeah, he's 52 percent owned. That means half of people did not play Chris Godwin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm going to, I'm actually, I want to look at, I want to look at sort by highest ownership in the massive $50 double up. So Daryl Henderson was 64%. We all had him. DeAndre Swift was 57%. Godwin was 54%. Uh, the, the Washington football team basically matching the bills also kind of played into that. Cause I knew they were coming in the late game. So I knew I was basically, you know, immediately when the late game start, I knew I was basically losing five points, which is, which is what ended up happening. Um, and then, you know, Dan Arnold was 48, Pittman was 46, Jalen Hurts was 43. So the, the only late game guys to sweat, honestly, and this is actually probably what saved some of my teams was James Robinson was 20% owned and he got hurt. Um, really? Which was, which was surprising. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. James Robinson was like the third highest owned running back in most things I saw. Yeah. It was nuts. I did not consider him at all. Whoa. And then there was a lot of other ownership on, um, and got on like tertiary wide receivers. Like, uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders almost had 20% ownership in, in some things. Yeah. And I did, uh, I did no not, wonder we I, made money. Russell so Gage I, had 15%. Had, if I had realized that Sanders was that high owned, I, I would have not done this swap. So that's actually, I'm, I'm actually going to say it. It was, a, it, I, I should have done the swap in my head to heads regardless, but it was a bad global swap. It was a, yeah, bad, it's yeah. a bad global That's, swap. Yeah. It, I think you just, when uh, maybe I play more double ups and stuff like that, but in double ups, I just don't think, I think you overanalyze the leverage you need. No, to I just play, get above I play more head to heads. I, I post, you know, 200 head. I post like 200 head to heads and I accept all the, like I have way more in head to head than in. And yeah, and it's and it's way I, hard to like go through all those individual head to heads. Like, do you do you consider 
do you consider like the time it would take to do it? Would you actually sit down I'd and say, so this I, is going to take you 20 minutes? So what I do in the, like what we had a, there was a late swap I did, I think three weeks ago where I did, I swapped in all my head to heads, $20 and above. Um, because I, I knew I'd have the time to do it. So that was like, you know, 12 games or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I, I swapped in, I, and it was like a, a swap to Robert Woods in, in the late afternoon games, one of the, one of the last couple of weeks, and it ended up working. Um, but, you know, obviously like you're swapping to, to lower EV guys. So it doesn't, it doesn't work all the time. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, a panic move, bro. Like you're, you're just not as far behind as you think. Like if you're I, buried... I, I really honestly, and it was all like, I just was tilting hurts so bad. Like Swift is whatever. Cause I knew he was so owned, but hurts losing to every quarterback that people played was like, so annoying like losing yeah. by seven to Wentz like it, it was really tilting like yeah it was it was part tough, of it is just this, a is, human... this is part of the issue when you pay up at quarterback and DST it's like yes you well, have the, the, defense, plays, the defense but... the defense was basically us saying that we liked T more than every other wide receiver that that's yeah. really that's really what it was yeah what it really was was I was looking at it and I was like if I was paying down a defense it was to get up to Cooper Cup and it wasn't enough to get up to Cup without sacrificing the floor of one of those three wide receivers and I just think too often people roll out these wide receivers in cash that are like I mean these guys have a floor of zero that we've seen and I think too often people are comfortable taking that at this and I just think a zero in your cash lineup just I mean it's not good tell you what it does it's not good yeah Davis I just think ultimately you have a bias partially because you're interacting with tournament players during the day. And, and, and I think that too many people are talking about those swaps where I do think it's equitable and partially just because humans naturally, we want to be in control and do something to make outcomes better. And it's hard for us to just let things yeah. ride. It's, it's a mentally weak swap. Well, yeah. it, it I would was say a mentally, it was a mentally weak swap. I think that we'd all agree in general, late swap is underutilized and having late options yeah that's like there. that's like my biggest that's like my biggest thing is that people like i we were talking actually we talked about this like three weeks ago when i did do uh that that late swap uh i i wish i could remember what it is too many too yeah many you've weeks. done so many it's kind of hard to like go back and compartmentalize i mean because i do i think i about. think more often than not people are not, i i just like my base rate would be people are not swapping enough but Look, we we all got there uh, rough. I mean, we were all above the cash line in the massive fifty dollars double up. Um, I won enough of my head to heads to be profitable. Um, it wasn't a huge week. It was like thirty percent ROI or something like that. Because holy fucking shit, my tournament teams were so bad, so bad, dude. Like just, <laughs> uh, oh my god. I played uh, I played Kyle Pitts on every team. Uh, my, my, my stacks were Matt Ryan, double stack with a double bring back. Remember when you wanted to play Robbie Anderson in cash for like half a second and he also got zero. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to talk about that tournament team that we entered. <laughs> it, yeah. it has right. Robbie so, Anderson. Spoiler. So I will go my, my main team, uh, in, in the big red zone was a Tom Brady double stack with Chris Godwin and Tyler Johnson. Pretty good, right? Wrong. Uh, DeAndre Swift with nine, Cordero Patterson with 18, Jalen Waddle with 6.9, Devonta Smith with 2.5, Kyle Pitts with 3.3. Just, I mean, just not, not even close. Heaven, did close. you finish last? I'm, I literally, this team, this team. Did you lowball? 
This team scored 120 points. It, there, I mean, there's it was no crazy. way your team scored three figures. That's impossible. That, that well, math doesn't Bra- track. Brady Brady got 31 and Godwin got 31. All right. All right. That, that was it. I mean, it, right. it's, it's one of the, it's one of the worst teams um, that I have ever made. And uh, I, I did the same dipshit thing I did last week by playing the expensive defense or, or not the expensive defense, the chalk defense. The chalky I just, defense. Yeah. I just was, I just was being uh, a, a huge dipshit here because I just had to get Kyle Pitts in just had to get Kyle yeah. Pitts and Waddle Waddle and Devonta Smith. I both really liked. Um, Cause uh, another one of my tournament teams was a Tua Tua and Waddle with two bills wide receivers. And that, that game actually played out in a way that would have been profitable for fantasy had anyone scored any touchdowns i mean Tua threw 39 times josh allen threw 42 times 13 targets for beasley emmanuel sanders only got four targets but two of them were deep balls so uh that that strategy i was fine with it like the the dolphins angle that i took i actually think was fine it just didn't pay off but all my all my one-off plays were were terrible right like they were just bad i think i think pitts i i know pitts sucked but i think pitts was a really good and he was only play. 17 to 20 ish percent. And it, like his odds of being the highest scoring tight end on this slate, I felt were like, like people were Significantly still playing, higher than that. Yeah. People were I still agree. playing Dan Arnold. People were, were jamming Dan Arnold in these tournaments. And I was like, dude, if he, if Pitts gets 22 and Dan Arnold gets four, I just am going to be like crushing these people. But my yeah. teams were bad. There's just no excuse. They were terrible. Yeah, I had I had actually decent results this week in tournaments, but I don't know if I played optimally. I, uh, I kind of I try to break down the week from like a macro perspective every time bef- instead of just like building lineups. And so I kind of had two game stacks of Tennessee and Indiana were like the two teams that I want or Tennessee, Indiana game. And then the Denver, Washington game was the two. And then Tampa Bay and New Orleans were kind of the three like game stacks that I wanted. And then I wanted a bunch of like small stacks of Buffalo, like and not, no bringbacks, but um, ultimately what I ended up with in single entry was, um, Wentz, Taylor, uh, Mixon, Debo, uh, AJ Brown, T Higgins, Jack Doyle, Zach Moss, and the Falcons, uh, for 164. So results were all love the AJ Brown, love the AJ Brown. Yeah. He was was my most owned, uh, receiver in tournaments and he was just like such a good play. Yeah. I did a hard exclude on Cooper cup. So my two most owned wide receivers were Debo and AJ Brown, which made, most of my lineups like have a shot, but I, I, I think construction wise, I made a mistake in that. I, I faded Pittman because in the stack, he was the highest owned on Indiana. And I said, I want to yeah, get, you couldn't, couldn't win without Pittman. So, and yeah, so I think the Jack Doyle thing was a mistake. I, I just, in my head, no, no, when, I, I just, in my I head, disagree. when I build tournament I stacks, I'm trying to go a two and one. And I think, well, a tight end, most volatile, you, you know, they fall into a touchdown. If, if, if Doyle gets two of the touchdowns and Pittman doesn't, then I'm way up on the field on a game that I want exposure to. And I thought that's a way to get exposure to a chalky game without having too much ex- actual ownership overlap. So I don't know if that's sharp or not. I'm still debating. I mean, you need to, you need to be focused on like cumulative ownership and like ownership pairings. Like Pittman might've been really chalky, but I don't actually think uh, AJ Brown, Wentz, and Pittman and Doyle all combined would have been like you know that's like something like two percent of teams or something. Yeah, if well, 
I also had Taylor. So it, it was, it would have been a Taylor to uh, Jonathan Taylor to Michael Pittman, but yeah, AJ Brown was like 20% owning and stuff. I mean, he was owned. Yeah, he was owned. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think seems fine. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, the, the thing with that is like, it's like the Godwin thing. Like sometimes if you're doing the game stack, you just got to pick the guy who projects the best. Cause at the end, like you still need the raw points. Yeah. You still need the points. Sammy, what'd you do? Um, the one I put in this red zone, I did a bills double stack, uh, with no bring back for Miami. So I, I, did... I think that's, I just gotta say, I think that's terrible because the whole thesis behind the bills thing is that the other, like it's specifically with this game, it was that the dolphins were going to throw 45 times, which they did. And, oh. and Tua Tua throws all those short passes. Yeah. I mean, which are huge for i don't know i think no bring back is okay when you have like the second lowest team total on the slate i like, think it's like I, I think it's like with the, the specifically the texans and the lions i'm like fine doing no bring backs on those teams because they're so egregious but like the the dolphins can like get first downs and move the ball so that's my opinion i, I i'm sure i didn't i didn't feel like i was losing a whole lot not having uh you know I mean, Jalen waddle or whatever well, waddle waddle sucked but parker got there is that what happened yeah, did, did Parker do something? Yeah, he had eight for 85 on 11 targets. Okay. I mean, Jalen Waddle was targeted 12 times. Like, he he had a huge volume game, but just didn't. The, yeah. uh, Tua, did, Tua, Tua completed uh, 21 passes. Like, he, he's completed, like, 70% of his passes on the year, so he was way below um, expectation. Yeah, I mean, the guy just throws, like, a three-and-a-half-yard dot all the time. Like, cool. Um, I double-stacked Josh Allen with, uh, with Stefan Diggs and Tommy Sweeney. Um, and then I, I, I actually want to commend you on that play. Like I, I legitimately, I'm not even kidding. I do think that Tommy Sweeney was like a good play with Josh Allen because of how bad tight end was and how many people were playing Dan Arnold. Like the Dan, the Dan Arnold tournament ownership was, was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a man you want to play in tournaments. Like Tommy Sweeney played 82% of the snaps. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I triple stack there with no bring back. Um, and then I played a Joe Mixon and Bengals uh, running back and DST correlation. Uh, I did play the chalky Daryl Henderson in this lineup. I played Michael Pittman in this lineup. Uh, Robbie Anderson was in this lineup. Uh, he got a stone zero burger, but did recover an onside kick at the end of the game. So I feel like he should accrue some fantasy points for that. And then I played Jamal Agnew. Um, at four percent, I, I I I had Jamal Agnew on a team before I decided to play t- on that Brady team before I decided to play Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson I, was I a good play. Think- I had him in some Brady stacks. Yeah, yeah, because he because like he's got talent. He's got somewhat of a role, and uh, like he totally dusted last week. So I didn't think many people were going to play him. So I like Tyler. Yeah, when you when you run that many routes with Tom Brady as your quarterback, like you can stumble into a huge game just, just by being out there. So yeah, I don't think so, that was a bad play at all. Anyway, this team put up uh, 151 and change at min cashed. Um, and if Robbie Anderson wasn't a complete dust ball, like, you know, it could have been a little bit better. So it was one of the fewer teams that I didn't have AJ Brown on. Um, Nate, I, I didn't play any Cooper cup in tournaments. I might've had one like Stafford stack, but even the, the Ram stacks that I did, I did a lot of him and, and trees, a lot of him and Higby, double stacks, things like that. 
Um, you gotta wake so, up. You gotta wake up to ninety percent snap share, Van Jefferson, dude. I do. I played. I, I played some Van Jefferson too. Like, ain't, ain't no problem with Van. Van, Van Jefferson so, was about eight yards away from being a slate breaker. He had like an eighty-yard touchdown that turned oh, into a seventy-five-yard yeah. down. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't get get into the end zone there. Who's behind? Stafford underthrew him just a hair. Is why it yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess two questions for you guys. What was Robbie owned in uh, in that? He looked really. He looked way more owned than I was expecting. Um, um good question i just i just uh back the page robbie anderson was 7.7 got it well okay so second question i guess um i want to ask about my strategy with the cup fade so obviously cup projects really really well i mean cup projected really well well for me his ceiling was great again um i feel like with with a player that high like of a salary you almost have to play like above or below the field significantly, or you're just not getting leverage at all one way or the other, because he was going to be owned 30%. And I was like, I can either just match the field. And then I'm, I feel like those lineups are just dust and I'm throwing away leverage or I want to be 0% or a hundred percent. And so I like, is that, is that wise or should you have some players that you just let exposure be what it, what it be well, with it's, projection? It's yeah, you it's should different. you should take this one, Davis, because I think you and Blender have had some really good conversations about like optimal ownership on the on the take casts that I think are really like he's got some really sharp thoughts about like GTO versus exploitative ownership, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's really dependent on the contest you're playing. Like, you know, I I've just like I'm not was not ever particularly that good at it. So and the contest pools are so high that I have just stopped MMEing on on DraftKings for NFL like if I was still doing like maxing out the the two dollar mini max or whatever I think matching the field on cup is probably better than going with straight up zero but I'm making like I'm making like five single entry three max teams um, and then just entering them into a bunch of contests and with that I would I am more comfortable with your perspective of, of going all in or all out like I went all in on Kyle Pitts because I was like he's just he's the best play at this position and when he hits my lineups have so much leverage on the field because everyone's playing these you know everyone's playing Dan Arnold and Tommy Sweeney I yeah and I think it's a price tag thing too I think if you're yeah, that's if you're looking thing. at a Michael Pittman you can match that at five seven and be okay because you don't need to have leverage on the highest where if a 9k wide receiver like cup goes for 40 well, you it's also, need him? It's also a, a range of outcomes thing too. Like we just like Pittman getting 30 was literally probably like his 98th percentile outcome or whatever. Whereas Cooper cup getting 35 is like his 75th percentile outcome. So like full fading a guy who can literally get 50 um, is, is, a, you know, a different conversation than, Oh, I faded you know, 7,100 DeAndre Swift who gets 10 sometimes like Cooper cup mm-hmm. literally probably gets 10, like 5% of the time or something. Yeah, Cause you still need injury. the raw, you still yeah. need the raw points. Right. And some like fading a guy who can be the highest score on the slate is, is always going to be a little bit fraught, but you know, the fact that he's 9,000, it's like, it's like, we don't even think, which it's a sad conversation to have now, but like, we don't, we haven't even talked about the fact that we haven't been playing Derrick Henry for weeks. Like, I don't think any of us. Yeah, we, we, we kind of blew it last week uh, that we didn't, none of us played Henry in cash and people did. And that's something we didn't really like talk about the decision not to do that. Um, well, in, in tournaments too. I mean, no, we haven't, we haven't been playing Henry at all. 
um, and and you know that that leverage. Um, that we're leverage also we're also probably not going to be playing uh, Derrick Henry moving forward. It appears yeah. tough. Uh, let's uh, let's take a look at this. Since since we're doing this on Monday morning, we can do this. Let's take a look at the salaries for uh, for next week. If they're how how much is Russell Gage? It's a it's a good question. So <laughs> next week, um, Dallas is is still not on the slate. The main slate next week is ass. Yeah. It's complete Uh, ass. So we still have, we still have Josh Allen. We have a questionable Kyler Murray Mahomes and the chiefs are back. They're playing the Packers. Uh, We get, we get Lamar back. Oh no. Dallas, Dallas is on the slate next week. I lied. Dallas is home to Denver. Um, So that is, that is pretty interesting. Cause Zeke is 7,000. Amari. Oh, well, I can already tell you one guy who's going to be in my, my cash game lineup next week. Amari Cooper is 5,700 um oh so. heavens what's michael Betsy. carter what's michael carter at? oh dude that that is something we de- we that's a thank you for bringing that up uh the jets are the jets are not on the main slate i don't know if they're on oh. by or on one of the off slates but michael carter was in our all of our top optimals because no beca- because we adjusted our target share relative to what happened the week before which yeah. was 48 percent of mike white's passes went to the running backs. He basically did the same thing this week. Michael Carter got targeted 14 times. He had nine for 95 as a receiver. Um, and I, of course, I'm just sitting looking at our optimals. Like, I'm not fucking playing Michael Carter. No way. But I mean, I, it's, he, Michael Carter is like dime store DeAndre Swift, basically, in terms of how he gets there. Yeah, he had 14 freaking targets. Sammy, I mean, do you want to tell the people what you did in our, our Superflex League that we co-own together? No, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I, Sammy, I, I had the I had the foresight to pick up Mike White in the Superflex League that Sammy and I do together. And Sammy logged in Sunday morning, looked at our team where I had inserted Mike White into our Superflex position, and Sammy subbed out Mike White for Brandon Bolden. <laughs> Brandon Bolden, 32-year-old 32, 32 New England Patriots special teamer. Uh, Brandon Bolden played 32 snaps, ran four times, was not targeted once. Well, it's a, you know, small, small equity swing. Nothing to see here. Uh, next week, also Calvin Ridley, 6.2. He's not playing. Well, he's not. He's out for yeah un, un, undetermined amount of time. Oh, wait. My, oh, my God. Mike Davis is 4,700, Nate. Oh, dude. I'm going back to the Mike Davis well. I, I got to say, it's, Mike, Davis, it's Mike Davis might actually be playable for, for 4,700. 4, this is the, I think three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I said, DK, give me him at 4.7 and I'm back. He, yeah, he Ridley. Really, he really Nate, Nate, well, I guess it depends on the Ridley thing. If Ridley is in, I, I'm maybe less interested, but with Ridley out, I do think they're going to need to rely on him, Patterson, and Pitts to do stuff like. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm just, I'm just now seeing the the notes on Calvin Ridley. I was out for Halloween yesterday, so like I wasn't really paying attention. But yeah, he's yeah, like, mental. he's like taking a step away from professional football. Oh, that's, yeah, but that I mean, sucks. we don't know well, how long it could be. It could be, it could be short. So, so here's yeah, can, an interesting one. The Dolphins are home to the Houston Texans. It's the, it's the immovable force meets the very stoppable object. The, the Dolphins, this terrible offense, plays against the Houston Texans. Tua is five point eight. Jalen Waddle's 5.6. Devontae Parker is 5.3. Also, Will Fuller is 3.8 and is eligible to come off of the designated for return IR next week. Oh my God. Just can somebody Photoshop Adam Levitan's face on the guy doing Coke and just like <laughs> snorting it all in? I mean, that's 
That's that's definitely. I, I probably I will not of, play. I probably won't play Fuller in cash, but I guarantee he'll be on at least one of my tournament teams. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet Tua will show up in optimals. Yeah, yeah. The Tua Fuller stack will be uh, will be spread throughout my teams for sure. Um. All right. Minnesota, Baltimore. I think McCaffrey's back next week too. Um. Yeah, yeah he I might mean, be, and, and he's, he's down. He's, he's down at eight k flat. Oh, dude! Wow. Yeah. This, this may be a thing. This really might be a thing. Imagine him coming back and being in a 50-50 timeshare with Amir Abdullah. <laughs> I got I got so tilted, by the way, because I played Hubbard on one of my tournament teams on FanDuel. And the, the I was watching that game, and the announcer said, oh, yeah, Matt Rule told us yesterday when we were meeting with him, Amir Abdullah is going to have a huge role. He said, he said, expect to see a lot of Amir Abdullah. Where was that report, dude? Where was the where was the Amir Abdullah rotowire board? Not not a thing. Not a not yeah, a, that not was, a that, nothing. And Amir Abdullah got eight carries and five targets, dude. And he got his five targets on like uh like 12 routes or something. It was like every time he was out there, they wanted to get him the ball. It was weird. Um, what is uh, McNichols at? Oh because not on the not on the main slate. Not on the slate. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna say because I think Evans he's he's back. Evans is dust. Yeah, yeah, Evans was RIP to the best ball teams, but um, yeah, McNichols could be in play for us moving forward then too. Or we get like some weird trade if they start taking those dusty Baltimore guys. Dalvin Cook is down at seventy seven hundred after kind of dusting it off against the Cowboys yesterday. The, not uh, two targets, no receptions, eighteen carries for for Dalvin Cook. Remember when yeah. we used to like just stack the Vikings every week in the first four weeks, and now they're. I mean, Cowboys, really Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. How do we, how do we feel about that fact? I mean, they, yeah, they yeah. Won... We, we all saw your tweet this morning, Davis. This Dude, is... they, they won a game that like in years past the Cooper rush, like Ben DiNucci game, they lose that game a hundred percent of the time. Like I, Kellen Moore, dude, what a, what a goat. Do you see that yeah. wishbone formation? They ran with the two extra offensive linemen. Incredible stuff. Pretty, pretty, pretty slick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about your your Pittsburgh Steelers, bud? Big, well, big. You know, we just yesterday. we just go into Cleveland. You know, whoop the whoop, whoop Cleveland. I mean, you know, they're they're a sleeper. They're I'm sleeper. worried. I'm worried. Baker Mayfield's shoulders, like he's just gonna get up, and his shoulders, just gonna, like his arms, are gonna fall off his body. I mean, I'm just worried. Baker Mayfield isn't the man. Uh, Travis Kelsey's only seven K next week. I wonder if we're gonna get two tight end teams as optimals next week. We really might because Pitts. So Waller is 6.2, Pitts is 5.9. I don't um, want to play anyone against New Orleans, dude. New Orleans is no, they just suffocate. They just suffocate people. Like I know Godwin had the huge game, but Brady was all out of sorts all game. Yeah. You, you gotta be worried about Marcus Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. Is that is that the guy? That's the guy who supposedly is really good against Mike Evans, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the guy you're crushing. He scored, he scored a touchdown, right? Of course. Yeah, because he yeah. wasn't worried about Lattimore. Yeah. Someone, someone dead ass said that to me this week when I was talking about Brady double stacks. And I was like, dude, like, I, aren't you worried? I, I couldn't pick Marshawn Lattimore out of a lineup of cornerbacks, even if they were all in their jerseys with their uniforms on. I'd be like, I don't know. He's one of those guys. Got to, got to play more IDP, bro. Yeah. Dan, Dan right. Arnold, Dan Arnold up to 3.4. Tough. Yeah. Who, dude, he, who is next week's unfadeable punt? Uh, oh my God. Imagine, imagine if Waller is not good to go after. I I, I know he is going to be, but imagine 3K Foster Moreau against the Giants. I don't know, man. I didn't like 2.5K Foster Moreau. So why would I, <laughs> why would I pay up? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, let's get out of here. Everyone, sorry we were uh, sorry we were late. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.